Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's David Cox. And I'm Josh Matheson. So this week we are looking at chapters 17 and 18 of Pinocchio. Last week we left Pinocchio kind of in bad shape. He had been hung for what seemed to be four hours and then was saved by a blue fairy who only has an interest in dead people. And uh, a very fabulous poodle brought him back to her house. And like a, we had a procession. Of yeah. Them, isn't it? And we had three doctors have a look at him and one pronounced him dead. One pronounced him alive and one just berated him for being a very naughty boy. I just remember sweating quite a lot just because it was quite a, a taxing episode for me. It's true. Uh, I think that Cardi B <laughs> accent kind of pushed you over the edge. I, I don't think <laughs> I, I really don't think that we should be labeling it Cardi B. I listen back and I, no, let's just call it. Sassy, sassy American. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Let's call it that. And then the mini blurb for this week was I can't remember. Pinocchio eats the sugar, doesn't eat his med, doesn't take his medicine. The undertakers come for him, so he does take the medicine and feels better. But then he tells a lie and his nose grows. Yeah. you're very good at this. I know even even if I'd edited the episode like I know you have, I still wouldn't be that close <laughs> to word perfect. Well done, sir. It wasn't yes, he could, have it, it was he could have it in front of him. He could like, have it in front of him. Yeah, no, I I don't. <laughs> See, this is the thing. We all have our talents. You guys are good at fractions. I'm good at remembering <laughs> what the title was last week. There we go. I'll take that. So kind of intrigued to see what lie Pinocchio says. What what do you reckon he's lying about? Um, mm. Amount of money he has? Something about Gepe- Geppetto, maybe? He's going to or... say, I'm straight. <laughs> 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 he's going to do in Shrek and be like, I'm not wearing women's underwear. And his yeah. nose is going to I'm not, grow. not, not. <laughs> They're briefs. <laughs> it's a fall. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just dive in. Let's just find out what medicine he's taking and what animal this undertaker is because chances are it's going to be an animal probably a vulture or something oh i hope it's a duck duck. (laughs) (laughs) you love ducks i love ducks chapter 17 as soon as the three doctors had left the room the fairy went to pinocchio's bed and touching him on the forehead noticed that he was burning with fever she took a glass of water put a white powder into it, and handing it to the marionette, said lovingly to him, Drink this, and in a few days you'll be up and well. So what white powder do we think that she's put in that water? Coke. (laughs) Cocaine, opium, valium. Yeah. I mean, ketamine's like grey. When did, um, like, actual antibiotics come in? Like when when was penicillin uh, stuff for that? Nineteen twenty nine, I think. After this, so it's definitely so it wasn't going to be a painkiller or something, isn't it? Would they have discovered aspirin? Because obviously that comes from bark, wood bark. So it's possible. That. Didn't know. Yeah, that, that's a so. wood bark. Like I'm always fascinated. Like, did someone like start eating a tree and went, "Oh, my headache's gone." <laughs> aspirin. Well, yeah, it was eighteen nineties, late eighteen nineties, eighteen ninety nine. Bayer distributed a powder, and it was a powder. There you go. So, so it could have been aspirin. Could have been aspirin. I don't think aspirin's necessarily be. gonna like kill a fever. To be fair, I mean, what else is she working with in this time? Maybe it's magical fairy powder. 
Oh, that's true. Pinocchio looked at the glass, made a wry face, and asked in a whining voice, Is it sweet or bitter? It is bitter, but it is good for you. If it is bitter, I don't want it. Drink it. I don't like anything bitter. Drink it, and I'll give you a lump of sugar to take the bitter taste from your mouth. How does he know? How does he know what? How does he know he doesn't like anything bitter? What has he eaten? I have a difficult time with people that are like, I don't eat anything. When You've got to try stuff, you know? You've got to try stuff, Pinocchio. I didn't like olives yeah. till last year, and I thought, do you know what? I'm going on holiday to Greece. I'm going to bloody force myself. And <laughs> do you know what I did? It really winds me up. It's so weird how your taste buds change as you get older. Because I remember so strange, hating yeah. olives and then just one day seeing them in the fridge and just going, oh, actually, I'd quite like one of those, and then ate the whole box. It's all psychosomatic. It's all psychosomatic. Well, no, I, your, your taste buds do change. As you get older, you start to enjoy stronger flavours. That's why kids don't like blue cheese or vegetables. They do find them bitter. They find them more bitter yeah. than adults do. It's because children's taste buds are way more sensitive. So anything that's yeah. a strong flavour is like, ugh. So yeah. they, it's a strong flavour they, they like. they sour sweets and stuff. Yeah, that's so weird. Is it the case that with this medicine, if you actually put the sugar in it, that it would somehow lose its potency? Because surely that would be the answer. Just put the lump of sugar get in the water with the powder mix it up no she said I'll, I'll give you i'll give you a lump of sugar yeah but afterwards so you still have to endure the bitter taste and then eat the sweet thing oh i so see is it like tequila you have to like she yeah that's what i mean it's like why can't they just like put the sugar in it first well i don't know but it is a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down so you'd always do medicine first and then the sweet thing after don't you Mm. She, the blue fairy should have sung a bloody song <laughs> should have done you got to sell it you got Typical. to sell it yeah. come on where's the sugar here it is said the fairy taking a lump from a golden sugar bowl I want the sugar first then I'll drink the bitter water do you promise yes the fairy gave him the sugar and Pinocchio after chewing and swallowing it in a twinkling, said, smacking his lips, If only sugar were medicine, I should take it every day. (laughs) Now keep your promise and drink these few drops of water. They'll be good for you. Pinocchio took the glass in both hands and stuck his nose into it. He lifted it to his mouth and once more stuck his nose into it. It's too bitter! Much too bitter. I can't drink it. I was really hoping you was going to just take the glass and just throw it against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Have a real hissy fit about yeah. it. <laughs> just like look her dead in the eye as he just drops it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> How do you know when you haven't even tasted it? I can imagine it. I smell it. I want another lump of sugar, then I'll drink it. The fairy, with all the patience of a good mother, gave him more sugar and again handed him the glass. I can't drink it like that, said the marionette, making more wry faces. Why? Because that feather pillow on my feet bothers me. He's taking her for a ride. It's everything. Look, look they just saved your life, you little ungrateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone always laughs at me because my, I mean, I don't have kids, but when I do have kids, my motto towards kids is I don't negotiate with terrorists. 
And it's like, <laughs> if you are going to be a terror, I'm not negotiating with you. You are doing as I say, because I'm the parent and you're the child and you have to do it. And she uh, just yeah. needs to be a bit more forceful with him. There's got to be a time to be a disciplinarian, isn't mm-hmm. there? And this seems like the time. She needs super nanny. Yeah. Mm. She just needs to go, okay, fine, die. See if I care and walk out the room. <laughs> <laughs> the fairy took away the pillow. It's no use. I can't drink it even now. What's the matter now? I don't like the way that door looks. It's half open. Oh, God. <laughs> what a douche. He doesn't know he's born, does he? The fairy closed the door. I won't drink it, cried Pinocchio, bursting out crying. I won't drink this awful water. I won't, I won't. No, 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 no. He's such a brat. Such a brat. I should have left him on that tree. Yeah. My boy, you'll be sorry. I don't care. You are very sick. I don't care. In a few hours, the fever will take you far away to another world. I don't care. Is that a euphemism for dying? Yeah, you're going to die soon. And judging by his behavior, it's not going to be heaven. Yeah. (laughs) Wood hell. Wood hell. (laughs) What do you think wood hell is? Like just termites (laughs) eating your toes. Wooden statues of dictators? I don't know. (laughs) I was thinking more like punishments. I suppose fire works for wooden people as much as it works for normal people or you just get you just get slowly sanded down for a thousand years yeah no that's pretty bad yeah yeah Mm, just a plane just just taking a layer off at a time Ah, or the carpets are made of belt sanders (laughs) 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 aren't you afraid of death not a bit i'd rather die than drink that awful medicine at that moment, the door of the room flew open and in came four rabbits as black <laughs> as ink. Of course there are four rabbits. Carrying a small black coffin on their shoulders. Oh, so the rabbits are the undertakers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. When you think of death and undertakers, a rabbit is not the animal that I would think. Rabbits are normally used to, to symbolise life because they breed like wildfire. Or yeah. luck, because like a little rabbit, yeah. lucky, lucky rabbit's foot. So it's kind of weird in that sense, because that's not the animal I would have picked. What do you want from me? Asked Pinocchio. And then the largest of the four rabbits uh, says something. Like we could make them like army sergeants. So, yes, sir. Oh, yeah. that's fun. So like army sergeants, commanding. So every, everything, there's no low-key here. It's all just like, oh, blimey, calm down. <laughs> yeah. We've come for you! Said the largest <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> I like that, though, because like, if, if Pinocchio is ever, ever going to be, um, you know, dissuaded, that's going to yeah. be it. Like, oh, oh God. Uh. <laughs> Do you think this is all a ruse by the Blue Fairy to get him to take his medicine? Probably. Because how did the Undertakers know there was someone dying? She didn't call for them. No. They're just waiting there. They're waiting there in case a wooden boy comes along. They're just like, oh, it's been a while, isn't it? <laughs> For me? But I'm not dead yet. No, not dead yet. But you will be in a few moments since you've refused to take the medicine which would have made you well. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, fairy. My fairy. 
the marionette cried out. Give me that glass, quick, please, I don't want to die. No, no, not yet, not yet. So it was all bravado before, he's like, I'd rather die than drink it. And then when yeah. death actually faces him, it was he absolute out. tosh. Mm. Yeah. Is it a bit like the four horsemen, but they've done the four bunnies at the end? <laughs> <laughs> Clever. For some reason, if, you know, hellfire raining down, if it was four bunnies that turn up, you'd be like, oh, that's going to be all right. Yeah. It's very you know, Monty Python. Yeah. And holding the glass in his two hands, he swallowed the medicine in one gulp. Well, said the four rabbits. <laughs> this time, we have made the trip for nothing. And turning on their heels... They marched solemnly out of Their the room. Their own heels. <laughs> <laughs> and turning on their stilettos, <laughs> they marched solemnly from the room, carrying their little black coffin and muttering and grumbling between their teeth. In a twinkling, Pinocchio felt fine. With one leap, he was out of bed and into his clothes. The fairy, seeing him run and jump around the room, gay as a bird, said to him, my medicine was good for you after all, wasn't it? Good indeed. It has given me new life. I thought it said three days. Three days? I thought they said it would take three days for him to take a full recovery. Who said oh, that? I don't I remember. The Blue Fairy said that. It would take three oh. days. Uh, about three days and you'll be as like... It definitely didn't say that. <laughs> really? It just <laughs> says drink... Oh, that? no, it does. It does. Drink Thank this you. And it, it literally says drink this and in a few days you'll be up and well. David retains text and listens to it before the first other two. <laughs> first time for everything. <laughs> Why then did I have to beg you so hard to make you drink it? I'm a boy, you see, and all boys hate medicine more than they do sickness. What a shame. Boys ought to know, after all, that medicine, taken in time, can save them from much pain and even from death. Next time, I won't have to be begged so hard. I'll remember those black rabbits with the black coffin on their shoulders, and I'll take the glass and poof, down it will go. Is this meant Come to be a here. life lesson for children to take their medicine? Yeah, probably. Come here now and tell me how it came about that you found yourself in the hands of the assassins. It happened that Fire Eater gave me five gold pieces to give to my father, but on the way I met a fox and a cat who asked me, Do you want five pieces to become two thousand? And I said yes, and they said, Come with us to the Field of Wonders, and I said, Let's go, and then they said, Let us stop at the end of the Red Lobster for dinner, and after midnight we'll set out again. We ate and went to sleep. When I awoke, they were gone, and I started out in the darkness all alone. On the road, I met two assassins dressed in black cold sacks who said to me, Your money or your life. And I said, I haven't any money, for you see, I had put the money under my tongue. One of them tried to put his hand in my mouth, and I bit it off and spat it out. But it wasn't a hand, it was a cat's paw. And they ran after me, and I ran and ran, till at last they caught me and tied my neck with a rope and hanged me to a tree, saying, Tomorrow we'll come back for you, and you'll be dead, and your mouth will be open, and then we'll take the gold pieces that you've hidden under your tongue. I don't understand why he's told us all that. We know all of that. That was not for the benefit of the reader. That was for the benefit of the fairy. But he did that before, didn't he? We did not need that monologue. We didn't. I didn't need it. My lungs didn't need it. I mean, you did a great job. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
But uh, what I'm scared about is this is the second time he's done this where he's recounted. By the end of the book, the the last half of the book is just going to be him telling the first (laughs) half of the book. The last chapter of the book is a short version of the whole book. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Where are the gold pieces now? The fairy asked. I lost them, answered Pinocchio. But he told a lie, for he had them in his pocket. As he spoke... His nose, long though it was, became at least two inches longer. And where did you lose them? In the wood nearby. At this second lie, his nose grew a few more inches. If you lost them in the nearby wood, said the fairy, we'll look for them and find them, for everything that is lost there is always found. Ah, now I remember, replied the marionette becoming more and more confused. I I did not lose the gold pieces, but I swallowed them when I drank the medicine. At his third lie, his nose became longer than ever, so long that he could not even turn around. If he turned to the right, he knocked it against the bed or into the wood panes. If he turned to the left, he struck the walls or the door. If he raised it a bit, he almost put the fairy's eyes out. The fairy sat looking at him and laughing. Why did you laugh? The marionette asked her, worried now at the sight of his growing nose. I am laughing at your lies. I am on Pinocchio's side here. Because of all the lies that he's told, I feel like that Mm. one's quite justified because at the end of the day, like he got into this situation because he was blabbing about the money and telling strangers that he had money. So I can completely understand. As far as I'm concerned, this is him learning a lesson that when you have money, you don't go blabbing to strangers that you have money. And you don't know. I know she gave you medicine, but you don't know this person. Well, exactly. You probably shouldn't have accepted the medicine, to be honest. Well, it could have been anything. It could have been Rehypnol. Anthrax. (laughs) Very true. I mean, we had this with Alice's Adventures where children this time just seem to be drinking random bottles of anything that's given to them. Yeah, that's <laughs> as true. long as it doesn't say poison on it, though, it's okay. How do you know I am lying? Lies, my boy, are known in a moment. There are two kinds of lies. Lies with short legs and lies with long noses. Yours, just now, happen to have long noses. Pinocchio, not knowing where to hide his shame, tried to escape from the room but his nose had become so long that he could not get out of the door. <laughs> End of chapter. Ooh. There we go. So that wasn't actually... Well, it wasn't an, a, a massively eventful chapter. I did enjoy the rabbits. Yeah, that was so the highlight. I like the rabbits. I think it also just highlights that Pinocchio is just generally a brat. He seems to learn his lesson quite quickly in the situation, but then the next situation he goes into, he just reverts to his brat default setting again. Yeah, but he, but he, if, a couple of times now, he just seems to revert back to the excuse, well, I'm a little boy, yeah. and this is what little boys do. Yeah. Well, that's not good enough, mate, is it? If you're aware that you're being a little boy, then grow Yeah. Up. But then you know. he is, as I said last week, maybe he is just another example of a perpetual child like Peter Pan. And as we saw with Peter Pan, Peter Pan was a terrible person as well. Well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that he's going to stop acting like a little so You want just some, like, there are some green shoots um, of, of learning. But yeah, you're right. And then it just goes 
crashing back down and you're just going, I would not want to babysit you. No. (laughs) I think Um, that the novelty of looking after a child that's made of wood would wear off very quickly if that child is this jerkish. It would, but you'd get bangs on Instagram. (laughs) You'd be like, yo, we're at Thorpe Park. I don't know. And you just got this wooden boy and everyone's coming up to you and you go, yeah. Or you could just exploit <laughs> it and like go, come and see the wooden boy and get him to tell lies. Like, But get him into a corner so he can't not tell a lie. But I also think that if you're going to try and draw a crowd, having a little boy that can be repeatedly stabbed and the, the knives shatter is probably <laughs> more interesting to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like old timely circus, mm. pin him to a board, spin him around, throw knives at him, knowing that if they hit him, it's fine. They don't hurt him anyway. You make a fortune. <laughs> mm. Five gold pieces. <laughs> Mini blub. Mini blub. Mini blub. What, what is happening? What is happening? The assassins come knocking at the cottage. And Pinocchio mm. pole vaults out the window with his new giant nose. <laughs> and I wish I wish that was correct. And skewers them on it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna go mundane and just think about what's happened. He's trying uh, to get points. Pinocchio tries to get through the door because of his growing nose, and the blue fairy helps him. Like, because okay. I can I, I can at least try and get a third of a point there. Right. It's it's a bit of a backpedal of a mini blurb. I'm not going to lie okay. to you. And as such, David, I'm afraid you can only have an eighth of a point. It's not the worst I've ever got. It's quite quite large, actually, considering. It's probably a bit, a bit generous there, but oh, I'll, I'll have it. It's, it's gone now. So. Yeah. Matt, however, I think you can have a fifth. Oh. Because even though you did you, you called them by uh, a different name. Um, oh, it is it the fox and the cat come back? Two characters do seem to reappear which I know you were looking forward to. So there we are. The mini blurb for chapter 18. Pinocchio finds the fox and the cat again and goes with them to sew the gold pieces in the field of wonder. You stupid. So he has no <laughs> idea that they're the assassins. No. Oh, he's such oh. an idiot. <laughs> Why doesn't Why? he ask the fairy first? So the cat's just walking along with a bloody stump. And he's like, oh, yeah. cat, what happened to your hand? And he's like, oh, you know, uh, just Scout. got it caught in a door or something. <laughs> like, I'm really intrigued to hear what excuses the fox and the cat give. One, for their whereabouts, and two, for the fact that the cat now doesn't have a paw. Can we, can yeah. we go for bonus points and a chance of redemption okay. for us to guess the excuses? Okay, okay yeah, go for it. Um, can, I, can I say that they got in a fight? All right. Okay. Good. A fight. Maybe the cat says that they ran into assassins. Oh. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, oh, yeah, we also ran into assassins and they cut my paw off. Genius. That would be a great excuse, I think. Chapter 18. Crying as if his heart would break, the marionette mourned for hours over the length of his nose. No matter how hard he tried, it would not go through the door. The fairy showed no pity toward him as she was trying to teach him a good lesson, so that he would stop telling lies, the worst habit any boy may acquire. But when she saw him, pale with fright, and his eyes half out of his head from terror, she began to feel sorry for him, and clapped her hands together. A thousand woodpeckers flew in through the window. (laughs) Absolute chaos. 
Ah, oh a my thousand wood seconds. Oh my god, that's too many. There wouldn't be oh, any space in the room. Uh, so, what well, would that I sound like on a tree or like a forest? Like machine gun fire. Every time she's clapped so far, one creature has turned up. So she's trained a thousand woodpeckers to turn up with how many claps? One. Because I often go, right, cooking dinner. Yeah. <laughs> imagine exactly. Like, right. And then, ah, <laughs> This is a flawed yeah. system. A really it's a bit like system. It's a bit like Elsa. She has to wear gloves to stop her. Like, it's a similar <laughs> sort of power. So the blue it's fairy's going to have to go off to some like faraway castle because she's a burden. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I clap, things happen. (laughs) (laughs) A thousand woodpeckers flew in through the window and settled themselves on Pinocchio's nose. They pecked and pecked so hard at that enormous nose that in a few moments it was the same size as before. How good you are, my fairy, said Pinocchio, drying his eyes. And how much I love you. I love you too, answered the fairy. And if you wish to stay with me... You may be my little brother, and I'll be your good little sister. I should like to stay, but what about my poor father? I have thought of everything. Your father has been sent for, and before night he will be here. Really? cried Pinocchio joyfully. Then, my good fairy, if you are willing, I should like to go and meet him. I cannot wait to kiss that dear old man who has suffered so much for my sake. Surely go ahead, but be careful not to lose your way. Take the wood path and you'll surely meet him. Pinocchio set out, and as soon as he found himself in the wood, he ran like a hare. When he reached the giant oak tree, he stopped, for he thought he heard a rustle in the brush. He was right. There stood the fox and the cat, the two travelling companions with whom he had eaten at the inn of the Red Lobster. Here comes our dear Pinocchio, cried the fox, hugging and kissing him. How did you happen here? How did you happen here? (laughs) repeated the cat. He's not going to tell the entire story again, is he? I really blinking hope not. It is a long story, said the marionette. Let me tell it to you. Oh. No. <laughs> no, no, it's, I think it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> the other night, when you left me alone at the inn, I met the assassins on the road. The assassins? Oh, my poor friend. What did they want? They wanted the gold pieces. Rascals, said the fox. The worst sort of rascals, added the cat. But I began to run, continued the marionette, and they after me until they overtook me and hanged me to the limb of that oak. Pinocchio pointed to the giant oak nearby. Could anything be worse? said the fox. What an awful world to live in! Where shall we find a safe place for gentlemen like ourselves? As the fox talked thus, Pinocchio noticed that the cat carried his right paw in a sling. (laughs) What happened to your paw? He asked. Here we go. The cat tried to answer, but he became so terribly twisted in his speech that the fox had to help him out. My friend is too modest to answer. I'll answer for him. About an hour ago, we met an old wolf on the road. 
he was half starved and begged for help. Having nothing to give him, what do you think my friend did out of the kindness of his heart? <laughs> That's amazing. With his teeth, he bit off the paw of his front foot and threw it at the poor beast so that he might have something to eat. I'm sorry, that's so ridiculous. Could you imagine that? Like, <laughs> homeless guy. Oi, mate, you got any money for a sandwich? No, but how about you a second? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just 127 hours my arm yeah. off and chuck it at you. I mean, that's so messed up. Well, no bonus points awarded, sadly, no. but, you know. But at the same time, if someone's telling you that story, you should just be like, you're crazy, I'm leaving, and walk away. Yeah. That's not a story of generosity that's a story of self-mutilation as he spoke the fox wiped off a tear pinocchio almost in tears himself whispered in the cat's ear if all cats were like you how lucky the mice would be i'm gonna i'm gonna whisper <laughs> that to my cat tonight yeah, they, <laughs> in that voice in that voice and i might see if i can get it on film <laughs> oh i might do that with my cat as well be great. and what are you doing here the fox asked the marionette I'm waiting for my father, who will be here any moment now. And your gold pieces? I still have them in my pocket, except one which I spent at the Inn of the Red Lobster. To think that those four gold pieces might become two thousand tomorrow. Why don't you listen to me? And why don't you sow them in the Field of Wonders? Today it is impossible. I'll go with you some other time. Another day will be too late, said the fox. Why? Because that field has been bought by a very rich man, and today is the last day that it will be open to the public. They're very good at thinking on their feet. I'll give them that. They've done this before. That's what I'm trying I mean, to say. Pinocchio is very easy to fool because he's an idiot. Sure. But at the he same time, they, they come up with the excuses pretty quick. How far is this field of wonders? Only two miles away. Will you come with us? We'll be there in half an hour. You can sow the money, and after a few minutes, you will gather your 2,000 coins and return home rich. After a few minutes. Minutes. Minutes, he says. I thought it was one of those Last things. Last time it was overnight. Plant, yeah, overnight. overnight. I thought it was the next day before. Yeah, no, that's minutes. There should be big alarm bells going off for Pinocchio, but he's just got the dollar signs, isn't he? Are you coming? Pinocchio hesitated a moment before answering, for he remembered the good fairy, old Geppetto, and the advice of the talking cricket. Then he ended by doing what all boys do, when they have no heart and little brain. He shrugged his shoulders and said to the fox and the cat, Let us go! I am with you! <laughs> and they went. Of course they They walked and walked for half a day at least, and at last they came to the town called the City of Simple Simons. They said half an hour. Mm -hmm. Oh, they, they're lying. Yeah, they're blatantly lying, yeah. As soon as they entered the town, Pinocchio noticed that all the streets were filled with hairless dogs, yawning from hunger, with sheared sheep, trembling with cold, with combless chickens, begging for a grain of wheat, with large butterflies, unable to use their wings, because they had sold all their lovely colours, with tailless peacocks, ashamed to show themselves, and with bedraggled pheasants scuttling away hurriedly, grieving for their bright feathers of gold and silver. It's like lost Birmingham. Lost to them forever. 
Well, everybody sold their hair. Yeah, for because they thought that's where the streets were paved with gold. Who are they all selling this stuff to? I wonder if there's like a uh, lord who's just like claiming everybody's hair. I bet he has a fabulous Elton John wig and he just wears it through the town. <laughs> like, I'm wearing all of your skins. Yeah, this sounds like a horrible place to be. Mm. Through this crowd of paupers and beggars, a beautiful coach passed now and again. Within it sat either a fox, a hawk, or a vulture. Where is the field of wonders? asked Pinocchio, growing tired of waiting. Be patient, it's only a few more steps away. They passed through the city, and just outside the walls, they stepped into a lonely field, which looked more or less like any other field. Here we are, said the fox to the marionette. Dig a hole here and put the gold pieces into it. I'll be intrigued to find out why they picked that field. Because you'd think you'd just be like, just pick the nearest field. Yeah, because get it over and done with, then we can move on to the next person. That's why it. would you yeah. want to do this long walk? Do you know what I mean? So there must be something about this field in particular yeah. that makes it easier to steal Pinocchio's money off of him. Also very true. interesting that all of the... So there's a little bit of symbolism here. So in this place where people are sort of like... Uh, sort of sold up the river... Maybe mm. all of the other animals have done the same thing as them, as, as Pinocchio. And all of the sort of bourgeoisie type creatures, i.e. the sort of aristocracy, are uh, predators. Mm. Just putting it out there. The marionette obeyed. He dug the hole, put the four gold pieces into it, and covered them up very carefully. He's put them all in one hole. <laughs> he has, yeah. <laughs> now, said the fox... Go to that nearby brook, bring back a pail full of water, and sprinkle it over the spot. Pinocchio followed the directions closely, but as he had no pail, he pulled off his shoe, filled it with water, and sprinkled the earth which covered the gold. Then he asked, Anything else? Nothing else, answered the fox. They said salt before. Did they? Yeah, they said you had to put salt on it. They're just making it up as they go along, Matt. Yeah, but this is what I mean. This is where the the holes in the lies start to appear. Yeah, mm. I don't think it is the author because there's so many, like the half an hour thing. Like, Yeah, oh, no, uh, I, I think it's yeah. completely intentional. I don't think it's because the author's forgotten what he said in the earlier chapters. I think no, it's meant no, no. to show the fact that the fox and the cat are just making it up as they go along and, and they can't yeah. remember what lies they've already told. Mm. Now we can go. Return here within 20 minutes and you will find a vine grown and the branches filled with gold pieces. Pinocchio, beside himself with joy, thanked the fox and the cat many times and promised them each a beautiful gift. We don't want any of your gifts, answered the rogues. It is enough for us that we have helped you to become rich with little or no trouble. For this, we are as happy as kings. They said goodbye to Pinocchio and, wishing him luck, went on their way. End of chapter. So they clearly dug up the coins when he went for the water. And then they're like, yeah, just wait here for 20 minutes and something will grow. And then they've just well, I was like... Expe- I was expecting that, that to happen, like, for them to make reference to that. Like, as he walked away, he, no- that they, they, he noticed the earth was different. Or yeah. he noticed that they... Sh- they well, but maybe they're going to do it after he's gone away this time. But that's clear what they've, they've done this to get a 20 minute head start to get away, haven't they? 
I mean, if it was me, and if it, if that was my investment, I'd be sitting by that hole and waiting for it to grow. I would not leave it. I would just be like, right, I'm yeah. going to sit here. When the guy's like, oh, you need to get some water, I'd be like, okay, here's my shoe. Go on then. You go and get it. I'm yeah. waiting here. <laughs> you do it. I'll get. I'll chuck you a couple of gold pieces if you do it for me. I mean, not that I'd ever fall for it in the first place to be in this situation, <laughs> but there you go. To be fair, I wasn't expecting there to be a f- like even a fake field. I was expecting it to be, yeah, come with us, yeah. And then they get to the city and then he's immediately like thrown in some kind of drug ring yeah. or something. Yeah. I was you were you were probably just expecting just a, a baton to the head and just steal his stuff and run away. But I mean they exactly. technically They're... did try that with the assassins. Their aim was their their aim wasn't to get to the field, their aim was to to rob him violently between the yeah, end and the field. This is true, them true, having true. to improvise because that that plan didn't work out. Good point. So that was their intention, just to stab him and then run off with the money. But then but then you have got this there is a real city of simple Simons and it seems to be filled with idiots who have sold all of their hair worldly goods. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I suppose they said sheep. Wool's quite valuable at this time. And peacocks, yep. feathers. Feathers are very mm-hmm. valuable, like as Definitely, well, because yeah. people put them in hats. So do you reckon the next chapter is just going to be Pinocchio sat next to the hole? <laughs> One, the he's going to count to 20, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. How long do you reckon it's going to take him to realise that he's been duped? 19 minutes and 32 seconds. <laughs> oh, no. Mini blub. Mini blub. Mini blub. What, what is happening? What is happening? Mini blub. David, you're first this time. Pinocchio discovers... No tree growing, so let's get that in there. Uh, but a friendly stranger helps him. Pinocchio gets impatient and checks the coins to find that they're gone and then chases after the fox and cat. Right, good. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't sure if there was more to that either. <laughs> <laughs> good work. It came to an end eventually. Um, okay, I shall safely say that uh, you're both uh, quite quite far off the mark, as usual. Okay. Is it just Pinocchio sits in the field and becomes a scarecrow professional? <laughs> I will give you precisely one fifteenth of a point apiece. Okay. Yay. That's actually quite high. You're getting more generous. Yeah. I think I am. Getting I'm getting soft. Generous. Getting soft. <laughs> <laughs> Might be giving up third of points by the end of it. That'll be uh, you never easy. know. But yeah, by the end, it'll just be inflation. I'll be like, yeah, it'll take 26 points. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it will render all of the meat, the previous ones irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, it will, yeah. Uh, chapter 19's mini blurb. Pinocchio is robbed of his gold pieces and in punishment is sentenced to four months in prison. Oh Wait, my what? goodness. He's punished. If you get robbed, you end up in prison, apparently. Does he accuse the fox and the cat? but has no proof and they managed to turn it on him and he gets put in jail. That's the only only likely thing because that Mm. makes absolutely zero sense otherwise. Yeah. Or he ends up in like debtor's prison because I'm pretty sure in this time you could end up in prison if you were in debt to someone. Maybe. Or he tells a lie about something innocuous and then they see the nose grow and they're like, ah, you're lying. So you must be Mm. lying about everything. And then... Just know. also to say that there were no examples of short leg lies. So but, but I'm yet, just going to put yet. it out there that the author is a bigot. <laughs> 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 the author was just making a really, really horrible statement. 
You never know. They might it might come up later. Yeah, he obviously just has a problem with short people. He's like, if you're short, I don't trust you. That's it. Maybe that's why he hates kids because he writes the kids really badly as well, like that they're horrible people. Yeah, very true. Well, I mean, I'm really intrigued as to how this is all going to match up because I've got no idea how those two things in that mini blurb make sense. Mm. So I definitely feel like this is a, a vaguer chapter coming up. Anything could happen. Whereas the last two chapters, we kind of knew exactly what was going to happen in the chapter because the mini blurb spelled it out for us. This is actually a bit more of a question mark on this one. Yeah, we're heading into the unknown. Mm. Into the unknown. <laughs> I was waiting for. I saw David perk up as soon as that was mentioned. I I queued you up for that. If you have any opinions on this chapter, you can contact us on thelazybookclub at gmail dot com with a tweet and a two. Send us a tweet. That didn't work. Uh, but anyway, our handle is at lazybookclubpod with a, with a gram and a gram and a gram. Instagram at lazybookclubpod. Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to get in the habit of saying that more because we really do appreciate everybody who takes the time to listen to this nonsense. If you do enjoy this podcast, please do like, please do review, please do share it with your friends. Right, chapters 19 and 20. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Maggot. <laughs> You're a piece of maggot. <laughs> well, I was going to say a swear words, but not allowed. So. <laughs> no, not dead yet. But you will be in a few moments, since you have refused to take the medicine. Which, with, with, well, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I will get it. Hang on, take two. What was that? Um, it was doing the rounds during lockdown. There was, it's like, uh, it's a gif of four. Um, yes, the black guy is going a, like that, a, a, dancing an in. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I thought. Just four rabbits with like sunglasses on, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whip your jingle out. <laughs>